2015, an elite DFS Army Commando unit formed to bring high-level DFS strategy to the masses. Today, hated by DFS sharks and lineup sellers alike, they continue their quest to turn Joe into DFS Pro. afternoon everybody this is your dfs army bold calls edition for wednesday january february 6 2019 and i am your host today the one and only boomers daddy trying to stay warm here in oklahoma i almost said colorado on that one where it is a balmy 33 degrees and joining me from is it still raining there no not today uh Joining me from California is the one, the only Bear. What up, brother? Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, I know you can't see, but I got the lettuce chopped. I uh, got the haircut all done. Me and the boy nice. uh, this morning went to the workout, then went and got the uh, got the the domes taken care of. So uh, we look spiffy. Nice. So I know it took you about three hours to get yours all done the other day. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. So, a uh, couple things. Uh, Want to go ahead and hash rehash uh, last night, um, just for a second, and then we'll move on to today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mikey, my my skin looks really good now. Um, it's the uh, it's the Keys Hanley stuff I've been using pretty constantly so mm-hmm. um it works out great so but uh okay so i missed on kemba walker yesterday uh mm-hmm. patrick beverly was a major disappointment um as far as shutting him down uh absolutely nailed hassan whiteside and uh looking back on it i wish i had more but i'm okay with the fact that i didn't because uh, the value that opened up late um, allowed me to get in guys like Russ, George, and Joel Embiid. So, and Carl Anthony Towns, um, and Andre Drummond. So, like, when you look back on it, like, there were like five centers that just absolutely went off. Um, and that was always, that was always something that, um, I get a little scared of from time to time, especially on FanDuel, because usually if you don't have like the best value out of the bunch and then you have other studs that go off at other positions as well, you have to have that best one in order for it to become for for your lineup to be like a top five percent or a top three percent type of lineup. Um we were all over Lou Williams yesterday. Uh Mike Conley, we got word late that uh Mark Gasol was being talked about trading or getting traded to the Hornets. Uh, That did not come to fruition, although um, it still still has time. Uh, I pulled Gasol out, locked in Rab, Yvonne Rab in both uh, sites. And I pulled Mike Conley out as well because of the fact um, I did that late 
just because of the fact that I didn't want something to happen. And then like at halftime, we only get like half of a, um, half of a uh, game out of a guy that was $9,000. So, uh, that did scare me, but Mike Conley did well. Um, nailed Terrence Ross again and Evan Fournier. You could have played him in both, but we did nail them. Uh, and I don't want to say I won the argument because I think we both did yesterday. But I, I when I got down to the specifics of it, specifics I can't talk today. Um, I feel like I was dead on on the Aaron Gordon situation. Uh, it was now I will say this: I was sweating. I was sweating because he was sitting there at what thirty four at halftime. He was he went nuts early yeah, on. He went and nuts then early in the game and then just He even started the third quarter started going nuts and then yeah. uh he kinda he calmed down. By the way, for all of our listeners, viewers, watchers, um I got a new microphone today. Uh so I'm all super official now. But uh <laughs> so hopefully my audio is super clear. Um but I mean you know, the the bottom line is that um he was a better play than Nance. Like he doubled up Nance almost, um, which is my, was my point. At that range, he was the best play. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he, he he hit over forty, which is what I said I wanted out of him, and that's what we got. Um, and it worked out. So at the end of the day, it wasn't about who's right, who's wrong. It was about the fact that he worked out. He was the right play. Um, and with the, with the value that 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 opened up, you know, putting in Rab and Tice for his price, Olenek was just disappointing, unfortunately. Uh, but, I called that know, one. He would. Well, the thing was, we didn't we didn't get any word about him starting. Yeah. The, so as soon as I saw him starting, I'm like, crap. Yeah, that made I didn't it. Like it. That made it even worse. Yeah, it made it um, worse. But yeah, and like you said, it doesn't matter who's right and wrong. I, I feel like we were both right because I put some caveats on there. One, I said this does not apply to DraftKings because he was 6,200 over there. Uh, two, I said that he had to be chalk in order for any of this to be worth it. And he wasn't. He was uh, 13% in my tournaments, 11% in yours. So I don't think you get above 15% unless you're playing a shorter slate. Um, and I said he wouldn't break 45 and he just barely hit 45 um did he no he hit 46 i think it was but uh no i don't have my cleaning lady 44. today 44.2 i only have my cleaning lady once every two weeks yeah. so leave it leave leave anna alone yeah it was 44.2 and i said that i liked jason tatum better um now well, great also larry nance was better but you know yeah, i it, mean and that, and that, by the way, I didn't play a single Cav. I didn't see any reason to versus the Celtics. I think you and I agreed there, as far as particularly as far as the uh, the guards are concerned. Um, I mean, playing Jordan Clarkson for me, zero sense. He, I he got I, the X button on me. I didn't understand playing Alec Burke maybe as like a tournament play, but. Even, like those two guys were going to see a combination of Marcus Martin, Jason Tatum, or, or excuse me, uh, Jalen Brown. So, yeah. what the hell are we doing playing those guys versus Boston? You want to get a little bit of an advantage? Play bigs, right now. Sexton went off. He 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 crushed. 
Um, and there was, I found out when I was listening to the broadcast yesterday at the beginning and uh, Brian Scalabrini came out and he kind of pointed out some extra motivation because Terry Rozier had absolutely just lit him up. Um, you know, and it was uh, a couple weeks ago in Boston and, you know, Terry Rozier's from Youngstown, Ohio. And so he was quote unquote coming home. So Colin Sexton wanted to make sure that he let it be known that he can, you know, be a, a force in this league maybe one day. Um, I've never seen anybody other than a younger Russell Westbrook absolutely just sprint down the court, stop on a dime and pull up like he did a couple times last night. Um, it was like he, he had some pep. Yeah, he, he, has, he definitely had some, had some pep. And if, we, and if we would have known that, and the DS really did like him, I think it was more of a price-based thing rather yeah. than, you know, a great matchup or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, I had him in one lineup, and that was it, and it was on DraftKings. And I don't know how he made it into that lineup, um, but he was in only one lineup. Um, Dame kind of hurt uh, that... I didn't think that he was going to shoot five for 15 from the field. Um, Busevich, uh, that kind of hurt a little bit. He had a tough, tough time with uh, Steven Adams. And uh, it looks like Adams is on the other end of getting healthy. Uh, every single Boston guy went off last night, except for Terry Rozier. Um, and this was one of the reasons why we said Terry Rozier was, you know, kind of, uh, he had the upside. But, you know, with everybody there, it was it was really kind of tough to um, to play him because I think I think they they would like to get everybody else going over Terry Rozier just because of the fact that, you know, they have Kyrie Irving. So um, let's see here. Uh Somebody asked me about Dwayne Wade last night, and I said, no, I'm sorry to you. Um, James Johnson came out of nowhere and had a phenomenal game. Uh, See, but that James Johnson spot that was, was, where, was supposed to be Kelly Olenek's spot. See, I, I can see that, but I also think that Aminu is more of a tougher matchup for Kelly Olenek rather than James Johnson because of the body types and the type of games that they play. So that that I, I I get your point. I see it, but like I didn't like Kelly Olynyk either way because of the Aminu defense um, that we had gone over. So, um, you know that was ugh, stupid. That was uh, that was one of the things that kind of popped off. Um, man, today is today's going to be interesting. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Anthony Davis will be active tonight, but he will not be playing. I don't know why you make him active. I don't know if it's for them to get around like the CBA. I don't know, but that's the situation. We're well, getting word that Julius Randle is going to be active as well as a just in case, but the likelihood of him playing is more on the doubtful side, but he's still considered a game time decision. Did I explain that part right? Yeah, I mean, bottom line is there's going to be another three, four hours of 
trade talks between the front offices. And when they find out that nothing is really available that they want, you know, this is speaking for Randall, not AD. Um, you know, he's going to play or he's not going to play. Because Anthony Davis, so the reason why he's active is because, I mean, you mentioned CBA. Um, the doctors cleared him. Yes, they did. So if your doctors cleared you and all of a sudden, yeah, but we're still not going to play him or make him active, you're, you're going to get a call from the, from the from the league office. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, like they know what's going on, but from a fan base perspective, you, you have to at least make him. Now, you can say he's active, but we're not risking him getting hurt because we're in the process of having trade conversations. It's more under, you can do that. You know, right. And and I get that. I, I get it all. I just don't see like. I don't see why it would be such a big deal to even have them unless they're that short on bodies or they plan on being that short on bodies because you have to have at least, I think, nine guys active. Yeah. Um, then there that's the reason that I could see it. But because of the trade deadline being tomorrow and everything like that, I don't I don't see why there would be such a big a big deal with. Um, you know, just keeping them out until after in, until the next game. Um, yeah. So that that's just kind of where I lay on that. Uh, the Julius Randall thing, like you said, it, they're gonna see what's out there still. They don't expect them to be traded, but at this point, you know, if AD's out the door, and you know, you've got to see what you can do to set yourself up for the future. And if yeah. there's a good enough package out there for a guy who's played very, very well this season and is on a pretty affordable contract, very. then you've got to think about it. Um, very affordable contract. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's something that you have to think about. So, um, so neither one of them are gonna are probably gonna play tonight. Um, although yeah. the Julius Randall thing is something that we are gonna have to watch out about. We have because to that, we have to watch out definitely because that's gonna change the co- complexion of that game completely. Yes. Um, and to answer the question, Arky, yeah, it will it will probably affect Kenrick in terms of like not like he won't see the same amount of minutes. Uh, but they can also keep him at the four and just sit Okafor and put Randall at the five. So it it we don't know. Um, ultimately, I don't think Randall plays today. They can put Kenrick at the three too if they want to. Mm, yeah, but that will put Darius Miller at the two. And Do you Drew, have a problem with that? And Drew at the one. With the with the uh, garbage that they're running out at point guard right now, a problem? No, but they've been starting Frank Jackson. So no, I I get that, but I mean, uh, you know, will they do that or 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 they can start Frank Jackson? They, this is why it's difficult. They can start Frank Jackson and they can play him eight minutes and then bring you know bring whomever off the bench. So yeah, it's it's you know I'm not saying like Drew's gonna play some point guard today, and I'm not saying like they could put Kendrick at the three like the whole game or anything, but. I could see him with Okafor, Randall, Kenrick, uh, um, Drew, and uh, I just lost my trade of freaking thought. Who's the other guy at the two? Four. Huh? Uh, New Orleans? Yeah. It's Drew. What do you mean who's the no, other no, guy? No, no, no. The guy that we just talked about. Oh, Darius Miller. Miller. Got it. So... Yeah. Um, you know, that could be a situation that they run out there at times against Chicago. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so let's go over some injuries here, and then we'll get uh, we'll get down to breaking some of these uh, these matchups down. Uh, okay. 
for the oh by the way everybody lock is 30 minutes later tonight than normal so yay we get 30 minutes more to screw up our tinker or our lineups with tinkering guys don't tinker please don't tinker uh jared dudley he's out tonight with a hammy uh gotta watch out for the denver information um gary harris is out um but jamal murray and paul Millsap are questionable uh for the nets though Joe Harris and Alan Crabb are probable. We're going to end up having to break down that situation um, and talk about a couple different things there. Uh, just talked about the Anthony Davis situation for the uh, Bulls. We have Wayne Selden and Chris Dunn. Uh, Selden is probable. Chris Dunn is in. Mm-hmm. Um, for Chicago, uh, Timothy Luwawu Kabara. He is still in the process of taking his physical. The trade is complete and everything, but I doubt he suits up tonight. And if he does, he's not going to be on your DFS radar anyways, but I had to mention him. Uh, Nikola Mirotic is doubtful tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Each one more is out. Julius Randle is uh, a situation we already talked about. And Alfred Payton is out. Uh, Jabari Parker is probable. He's personal or it's personal reasons. I think he was back with the team this morning. Uh, if I saw the tweet right, it was either this morning or yesterday morning. Um, so we'll have to watch out for there. Uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, Jason Smith is questionable, and um, Stanley Johnson is evidently being traded to the Bucks. Already been traded for Thon Maker, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, so is also listed out. Yes, uh, Troy Brown for the Washington. <laughs> Uh, Wizards uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Trey Burke are in tonight. Um, Should be Parker, interesting. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about that. Uh, Tony Parker is out for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, for the Utah Jazz, Real Nito is out, and for the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker is out. Or sorry, Real Nito is probable. He's in. Yeah. Yeah. So that allows uh, that gives him a little bit more point guard depth. Um, for the Houston Rockets, Eric Gordon is questionable. And for the for the hammer game here, that we're going to have a lot of fun talking about, Derek White, DeMar DeRozan, and LaMarcus Aldridge are all out. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Don't be surprised if Rudy Gay and Pal Gasol play like 10 minutes. Just because it's yep. Pop shoving his middle finger up to the ESPN crowd. Yep. So, um, what do you do? Yeah, it's, uh, they actually had to, oh no, they didn't. I was about to say, they actually had to list uh, DeMar DeRozan with an injury because of the fact that you're not supposed to quote unquote rest multiple stars, uh, in national TV games. He's the one that caused this and, uh, it caused a big, huge fine. Remember when he left, uh, who was it? LMA, Pal. Tony Parker, he left basically half the Spurs home when they went to Miami for a one-game road trip. And they got fined like $50,000 or whatever it was. So uh, That's the injury situation today. Shall we talk about some plays? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, awesome. At the point guard position, um, you think a lot of people are going to go back to Kemba after last night? I do. I do. Uh, do you think that with the – and I want to throw this out here, okay? I'm not saying that Kemba is a bad play. Okay? He's 
the top point guard on the board. He should be in your cash games. Um, he's a fantastic play. He looked phenomenal last night. Uh, but I'm Q chasing tonight. Okay. And where I will have some Kemba, I'm thinking of taking the $100 discount, trying to leverage this ownership with Good Steph boy. Curry. Good boy. And praying that Steph just goes off in the 30 minutes that he's going to play if it's a blowout. Now, I say this because of the fact of this still resonates with me completely. Remember when Julius Randle was announced out when they were playing the Oklahoma City Thunder, we got off of Russell Westbrook, we got off of Paul George, and we went to backup guys, and it bit us hard. Make no mistake about it, the Spurs are going in shorthanded. That does not mean that they're going to basically punt this game. Okay, They're going to go in, Pop is still a Hall of Fame coach, they're still going to play hard, and... Do they win? Probably not. But would I be surprised if it's a close game into the fourth quarter? And I, when I say close game, I mean within eight to ten points. To where, I would be. To where the starters are still out there. <clears throat> I wouldn't be totally and utterly shocked. Let me put it that way. Because of how, because of how good a coach Pop is. Like, when the we Mavericks have. traded everybody... Mm-hmm. You know, me and you were there like, whoa, 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 pump the great brakes on this blowout for the Mavericks because now, granted, they were playing the Pistons, but we were still like pump the brakes because of the fact that Rick Carlisle is a Hall of Fame coach. Granted, the level of the talent between the Warriors and the Pistons is completely different. I am not denying that, but I... I think I can get five to ten percent ownership out of Curry, and if Kemba struggles, or he just has a so-so game and doesn't hit fifty, I think you can have an advantage on the field in some of these larger field tournaments with with you putting out multiple lineups and like like that type of a situation, not cash games, not single entry tournaments. Not triple-ups, not head-to-heads. I'm talking you have multiple lineups and you're doing it in like one or two to get off of the chalk of Kemba and leverage the ownership in hopes that you have that percentage pegged right and the rest of your lineup performs by the time that Golden State tips. So I think we're going to have to start off the show with uh, with disagreeing. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I can touch that game. Somebody's going off in that game. One of those one of those three are, are, is going off. Yeah, they are, um, but they're all also like expensive. Um, but see, ninety two hundred isn't that expensive for Curry. Knowing what he can do in three quarters. No, I agree with that. At the same time, if it's one of the other guys, you're screwed. So. Oh yeah, and that's I'm, why I said multiple lineups, and you're only doing it in like one or two. Like I've got, like I've got a lot of lineups into this queue tonight, and I'm talking like one or two shots to yeah. leverage this ownership. 
Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, particularly if you're not if you're not playing Kemba at all and you're, you're going that that route, I'm okay with that. Um, but like you talk about chasing the queue, like you still you still need your 55. No, I I get it. Like it's got to be a perfect situation for it to happen. Right. right. I just don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that it could happen. So, um, Gasol expects to go to Charlotte. Jerry Dudley, like I said last night, this is still very much in play. We'll come down to the playoffs. Jerry Dudley's out yet. He's tweeting about the Philadelphia 76ers and Jimmy Butler leaving in the offseason. That's hilarious. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I also think, though, that, um, you know, specific to to that game, like, I, I kind of like some of the third, second, third string value plays from that game, just because I, I mean, look, man, I, I don't reason reasonably. I don't think that game stays close. Could it? Maybe. Yeah, Possibly. reasonably thinking, it's amazing because it's a fourteen and a half point spread, and I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to fifteen or sixteen by the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh um, man. So, so I mean, we'll have to see. But uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm just. I'm looking at uh, some other spots here that I want to attack. Um, so there's a there's a so from the top end of this in terms of point guards, there's nothing I love right now. Like, are you uh, telling me you don't love Kemba against Dallas right now? No. Why not? I loved him yesterday, not today. Well, it's so weird, but because this is going to be one of your—he's one of your chalkier guys that you're going to end up going to tonight, um, or not that you're—but the industry is going to go to. Um, yeah, that's you know, for sure. So to understand the reasoning on why Bear doesn't like it is probably pretty important, and I would listen up and take notes. Because I promise you this isn't going to be a popular opinion. It's not. Go ahead. It already hasn't been to start off the day. But guess what? I don't care. Number one, I don't care. Number two, you know, a lot of times I make these decisions and am I right every time? Of course not. But I'll take my win rate all day long. Um, Because I, I don't just look at, oh, well, his usage is X. Let's play him. Any a-hole can look up usage and say, oh, he's, he's in a good spot, right? I watch a lot of these games. I watch a lot of these rotations. I watch a, I watch a lot of these strategy that a lot of these coaches implement. Um, and I also look at very recent numbers. When I say very recent, I'm talking about like over the last five days, right? So I'm looking over the last five days. Guess who's one of the top – defenses versus point guards. I, I'll throw a caveat to this. The fact that because our ADVP goes 30 days back and they're one of the worst, but also keep in mind in that situation, 
that um, the last 30 days they had J.J. Barea, they had Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, both of them did miss significant amount of time. They were running out there, uh, Wesley Matthews, uh, Jalen Brunson, and Devin Harris at the point guard. So mm-hmm. just wanted mm-hmm. to make that caveat. Go ahead. Yep, yep, yep. So since all of that is no longer the case, uh, all those players are no longer there. Um, they've really improved, Dallas has. Uh, so, I mean, they're like on pace with the Rockets and Chris Paul coming back in terms of their defense. And a lot of that, too, is it's now Luka's, Luka's the point guard. Luka is – he's big. Like, he was playing the power forward before they traded Dennis Smith. Like, he's big. He's a big guard. Um and he causes fits, and he makes it difficult for shooters to get their shots off because he's so tall. Um, and then on top of that, there's there's really a, I would say less than a handful, but let's just say for conversation's sake, a handful of coaches that I I don't mess with in terms of their abilities to um, scheme against a certain player. Yeah, and that other night. When all of those, when when the trade happened between Dallas and New York, and they were like what four players, and everyone was like, uh, "Oh, they're gonna get destroyed." Nope. We were like, "Nope." Very well coached team. They still have their system in place. Everybody knows their role on that team. Luca without Luca, DSJ or not, they're going to be in the. And they won the game, or they covered the spread um, by a mile. Oh yeah, so, it was it was a it was basically a uh, two possession game, like under a minute left to go in the game. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the same ballpark here, and and I mean it's the same team, but now they actually have Luca back. So, um, and they're going to get Hardaway Jr. and they're going to get Trey Burke and they're going to get Courtney Lee. Who's a phenomenal defender who might actually see the court? Because I'll tell you one thing that I'm that I'm positive of: uh, Carlisle's gonna love him some Courtney Lee. Oh yeah, he fits that mold so perfectly. Oh, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't have the shooting that maybe a Wesley Matthews had, but defensively, I mean, he's gonna love him. Yep, I so. would agree one thousand percent on that one. Um, Okay, we've got some people wanting us to talk about Chris Dunn and Eric Bledsoe. Um, I guess you can throw in there Jamal Murray and Ricky Rubio. Uh, Jamal Murray, I'm probably not going to play just because I'm a little concerned about the ankle uh, if he does play. Um, I really want him to sit out one more game. Like I want to get uh, Malik Beasley and Monty Morse against the Nets um, along with – Will Barton and, you know, just pretty much I want all the nuggets because um, the Nets defense has not been great over the last 30 days. But if Jamal Murray does play, I'm probably not going to go there. Uh, I just don't. Because this is the second time he's been out with an ankle this year. And that scares me. Like. Because what happens when you sprain an ankle is you basically stretch the tendons in that ankle 
And it makes it a lot easier. And Steph Curry is a perfect example of this. It makes it a lot easier to sprain your ankle again, especially when you're coming back so quickly. Like they can put braces on it. They can do all this stuff, but you lose the mobility and you lose the ability to go and create plays. Um, now what they could do is stick Malik Monk out there at the one, uh, Jamal Murray at the two, put Beasley on the bench and let Murray run the two and just catch and shoot. I could see that as an option and just have Monty Morris run the offense along with uh, Wilson Chandler and Nikola Jokic. Or did I just say Wilson Chandler? Will, Will Barton. Sorry. I just was looking at the, I just saw something come through about the Tobias Harris, Wilson Chandler trade. Um, so I think that's a possibility. What about Eric Bledsoe, Chris Dunn? And Ricky Rubio into that group. Sorry. Yeah, so those are, so I'm a little bit concerned about Chris Dunn. Um, matchup is phenomenal. Um, but first game off of a pelvic contusion, I mean, I've never had a pelvic issue, so you know I can't speak to um, kind of how it affects basketball movements. But um, if we get word there's no minutes limit, I'll be a little more interested at, at, at sixty six hundred. I mean, that's a that's a tough price to pass on for a guy like him, particularly against um, New Orleans. Against New Orleans, and not so, not so much specifically New Orleans, but. You know, guys like Frank Jackson. Yeah, um, because I think uh, Drew Holiday sees a lot of Zach Levine. So, yeah, um, I do like Chris Dunn there. If Chris Dunn is out, well, he's in. But if he's limited at all, uh, that'll bring into the conversation Ryan Archidiakono uh, for me. Um, and not as anything more than a drop score candidate on Fandle for me so um but we'll have to kind of see exactly how the minutes news comes out um eric bledsoe maybe yeah i don't mind it i mean certainly the 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 matchup is is pretty solid there the issue i have with bledsoe is is you know i like him more when one of their main starters are missing uh, you know particularly um no brogdon Brogdon. Oh, Brogdon. Ooh, yeah. Didn't even think about that. So, uh, oh, by the way, I, I do like Brogdon here today. We'll talk about him in, in the next uh, position. But um, so I'm, I'm kind of so uh, kind of on the fence about Bledsoe. Um, Jamal Murray, I'm, I'm too concerned about. You know, I was I was listening to uh, Coach Mike Malone, and he was like, "Oh, he's getting closer." So, you know, that might mean he might not even play. If he does play. And the coach doesn't say he's 100%. He just said he's getting closer. I'm a little bit concerned. So I probably wouldn't be jumping on there. Um, but or unfortunately, Brogdon? it'll... No, Jamal Murray. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so, and guys, they so just uh, based on our chat here, you can't, you can't trade for a guy and then trade him back out in another package. You can't. It's just 30 it days. It has to be 30 days. But the 30 days will mean the trade deadline. Yeah, that's why I just said, you know. You, Can you hold on you, a second, please? Yeah. Um, that's why I was mentioning everything that, you know, you could, but it would be a uh, package in the summer, not, you know, obviously this. But um, 
Yeah, so Eric Bledsoe with Brogdon in isn't that great. Um, but yeah. I still think he's in a good matchup. And if this game stays close late, then uh, we could we could end up seeing some value out of there. 7,500 is a little bit tough to pay for me uh, on FanDuel. But, um, you know, his price on DK is not that bad at all. Uh, what is it? It's... There's two of these. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then are you able, I don't know if you're able to... 68. So he's just under Chris Paul and uh, De'Aaron Fox and right above Chris Dunn. Um, so that's it's one of those situations that it's a little tough to swallow. Uh you were right on with Thomas Sedaransky the other day. I know we didn't have a pod that day, but we talked about it yeah. in personal DM. Yeah. Um, I played him, and if I would have played him in the other lineup, I would have ended up like winning like 15K and a Q and everything. Yeah. Like It just – he didn't fit, and a 2v2 swap between my two lineups would have been amazing, so I thank you for that. Um <laughs> So, what are we doing with these these value guards? Uh, Brent Forbes, Patty Mills, Frank Jackson, Eli Okobo, Tim Frazier, Jalen Brunson. Like, there's a lot of these guys down here under forty five hundred dollars on Fanduel. Yeah, and I the there's warts on every of them, on all of them. Like, it's a crapshoot tonight. Down it's here. a crapshoot. Yeah. I, so. I definitely do not trust Popovich to play any of these value guys because he could literally, like, an hour before the game, call up a couple of G League players and play them. I mean, I, it's just there's no rhyme or reason for what he does outside of wanting to piss us off. Wait, who's the uh, – was it Lonnie Walker, the 5th or the 15th? Or I was going to get to Lonnie Walker. Okay, sorry. That's I didn't my, know where you were going. That's my guy. <laughs> That's where I was going. I'm actually playing Lonnie Walker tonight, guys. So, um, I mean, he's with the team. I, I don't – you've already got White out for injury. You've got DeRozan resting. You've got Aldridge resting. Um, this to me – this to me is kind of like uh, one of those scheduled loss games. Right. Yeah. Obviously, he's given game. he's given the finger to uh, ESPN, whatever, too. But at the same time, it's like he's like, you know what? It's kind of like what the Lakers did with LeBron versus the Warriors. Like, we're not going to win this game. He just came back from injury, played 40 minutes the first game off of injury. He's obviously sore. So we're going to sit him. Uh, we're not going to win the game anyways. Uh, I mean, and they put in a decent effort, um, at least through three and a half quarters. Um, I don't know if the Spurs team will do the same. I mean, just because, like, they're missing so. I mean, they're they're missing one A and one B with DeRozan and, and and Aldridge. I mean, it's not like they're resting, you know, Patty Mills or whatever. But um, like, they're missing their two best players. So at some three point, best players, I would say, they're yeah, quite. Yeah, but I was talking about more like just resting him because you know oh, we don't want yeah. to play kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so 
on Fanduel, Lonnie Walker for whatever reason is a shooting guard. Yeah, I saw which that. which makes it harder for me to play. I have another guy that you could do. Okay. Um, now and it's only because of the fact that you can pop out a drop score on Fanduel. But Jawan yep. Evans for the Phoenix Suns, if Eli Okobo ends up crap in the bed at all. Um, I mean, it's against the Jazz, so it's not really that sexy. But it, there's <laughs> it. We've seen Jawan Evans come out, and with playing time, he hustles. And I've been watching this. Like they wanted to keep him in Los Angeles. Um, Doc Rivers said that he just couldn't. And the bad part was, if they would have known that Milos uh, Teodosic would have like not wanted to be there i think they would have kept him and just shipped off milos um they mm-hmm. like the way that this guy plays he plays hard he's not that polished of a shooter although he can get hot um but i mean 3500 if he doesn't play then great you've got a zero drop score in tournaments and guess what you don't have to wait when your hammer game kicks off in order to start climbing right um but he has been known to go out and put up 25-30s uh, when he was with the Clippers before. I wouldn't do him and Lonnie Walker in the same lineup, but no. he's no. a he's a name to keep an eye on. Yeah. So yeah. And it's just on FanDuel, guys. If any of you show me a lineup today and it has Jawan Evans on DraftKings, I'm not even going to answer you. <laughs> yeah, so. fair enough. All right, let's talk about shooting guards here because we've talked a lot about point guards as we usually do. Uh, James Harden against Sack. I don't care if Chris Paul's back. He's, hey, that was a little bit of a a wrap. Sorry. Uh, He is 14K. I will have some exposure to him. He is. He's he's tough for me to play, guys. Well, six on DK, so. He's tough for me to pay for now. I mean, like like the other couple nights I played him, when he was way under these prices, I, pl- I played him because of the prices. Um, obviously, when Chris Paul was out, here's the thing, man. That game Chris Paul was out against Phoenix. Um, People were afraid to play him because of the blowout. Because of the blowout. Like, no one touched him. And I'm like, uh, I'm all in. So, like, I literally played him in like $1,000 worth of lineups. Yeah, we and got him at like 15%. It was, I think, a little bit less. I think I had him at like 11 I think he was 17 in mine in my tournaments that night. So um, it was just kind of like anything under 20 for Harden. I'll take it every single day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a real to me. This is probably the game of the night. Um, it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be close. Um, I think there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of ownership from this game too. So yes. if you're winning a tur- if you're ahead and winning a tournament and you don't have somebody from this game at the end, you know, by the time that this game kicks, you might as well just close your laptop because you're not going to be winning the five four five figures anymore yeah. by the end of the night. Like yeah. there's so many plays from this game. Like I I just I love it. I yeah. absolutely love this game tonight. So far, I would say out of all my early lineups everyone has at least two players from this game. So at least, and a lot of them have a lot more. So, um, 
so that's that. Uh, here's why I'm able to not play as much James Harden because there are two guys here that I just I want to play everywhere. Uh, the first one I don't care that he's his price is jacked up. He it's worth it, and that's Luka Doncic. Um, you don't think he sees a lot of Nick Batum? Probably not, because because that means that what Kemba is going to guard uh, uh, Harrison Barnes? I don't think so. Defensively, uh, no, match, it's a matchup gonna, nightmare. Going to be at the two, and they they put Jeremy Lamb on Harrison Barnes. Then who? Then who's going to guard Jeremy Lamb? Uh, Harrison Barnes. Okay, so let, let's recap here. So Harrison Barnes on. No, no, no. Okay, so Nick Batum on Luka Doncic. Okay. Nick on Luka. Okay. Jeremy Lamb on um, Harrison Barnes. Kemba right. Walker on whoever gets thrown at at the two, Tim Hardaway Jr. or you know Courtney Lee or Alex Burks or who or Trey Burke, whoever you know, he's guarding them. And then you've got Marvin Williams against uh, Dwight Powell or uh, Maximilian Claver, and then you know why do you call him Maximilian? Because that's his name. <laughs> And I like the fact that he's it's Max a million. Like, you know, because one day he might win us a million dollars. That's very true. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so, like, I think it's going to be unconventional for the the Hornets tonight because yeah. of the fact that the Mavs run an unconventional type of uh, situation. I can see it, but don't forget you also have Finney Smith there, probably in the starting lineup. We'll see. Um, so right now the projection, they didn't, start, they didn't start Zeller last night, did they? He came off the bench, right? Correct. So if he starts, do you think they put out measure to kind of match with the size? No. Okay. I was just, asking. they don't, they don't, they don't need to, he's not that kind of a dominant big in terms of size down low. I think Cleveland can certainly handle him. Now, you know, they go and play like a Pistons team. That's different but for Charlotte. Probably not. So we'll have to wait and see who the starters are. And then once we see who the starters are, starters are, uh, you can lean on your coaches to kind of match up who, who, you know, who with who. But um, I kind of like a lot of parts of this game too. But like, for example, I like Kleba a lot here. I think Kleba can do some damage in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the shooting guard topic, I'm happily playing Luca. Okay. I, I do think he's going to see a lot of Nick Batum. Um, I'm going to have to look at it a little bit deeper. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm not on him, but I'm not saying that I love him. Um, I think I would much, if you give me one, I, I'd much rather go with Donovan Mitchell and Drew Holiday or even a Bradley Beal and a Drew Holiday um, rather than a Luka. Uh, I'll have a, some exposure, but I'm not like... Trade is official. Stop the presses. What official? What uh, trade? Oh, that's Malachi Richardson. Why did he do this to me? Um, it was, I didn't realize who the guy was a beat writer for, and he just said, trade is official. Stop the presses. And 
Um, the Sixers just got Malachi Richardson. Yeah, I know. I was so, actually going to interrupt you earlier to bring it up, but I'm like, dude, it's Malachi Richardson. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. I'm not going to stop the train of thought for Malachi Richardson. <laughs> it's for draft considerations. That's um, it. And, and and it was a salary thing, yeah, too. Yeah, salary thing. Um, okay. Angelo okay. Russell against Denver. Uh, I... I don't know if I'm interested. Like Ooh. his price went down to 8,300. Um, but I have my first inclination was I like it a lot, but now I'm but I'm sitting here going back Levine against New Orleans, Buddy Hield against Houston, mm-hmm. Clay against San Antonio, Middleton against Washington, Brogdon <laughs> against Washington, uh, Marco Bellinelli, like. D'Angelo Russell's just in that weird spot. I'm going to have to force him in probably because he's not of the top end and he's not like in the salary savings type of situation, right. you know? Definitely not. Like like you're going to have to physically remove Buddy Heald from my lineups tonight. I mean, there's it's going I'm going to have a shitload of Buddy. Um so that so that means okay, now is your second shooting guard, like you said, is it going to be Luca? Is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Drew? Is it going to be Russell? Is it going to be Mitchell? Is it going to be Beal? Is it going to be Levine? And there are so many ridiculous options at the shooting guard spot. It kind of feels like you kind of have to be really lucky and pick the right one here, man. Um, I do think that um, Buddy will go probably lower owned than expected. Um, and what I mean by that is that, um, what I mean by that is that there, like I said, there's Harden and there's all these other higher tiered guys. Like, I think D'Angelo Russell gets more ownership than Buddy Hill does. Um, and so, you know, uh, Buddy is, so, so Fox is going to have. Chris Paul glued to his ass pretty much the entire game, or at least for the 33 minutes that Chris Paul is going to play. And what does that mean? That means that Buddy's going to have either Enos or Harden on him, because Shump- Shumpert's going to be out there just to just to guard Harden. That's going to be his job today. Yep. Um, which you know is a little bit concerning for guys like. Bielitsa, guys like Cauley Stein, I say that because they're going there. So typically, the way the Kings run their offense is you've got they start Fox, Shumpert, well, actually, Buddy Shumpert, but they can kind of be interchangeable, uh, Bielitsa and Willie. And then they bring in uh, Bagley really early for Bielitsa. Bielitsa hasn't been playing very much at all. Um, he can't keep to his hands to himself right now. Yeah, he's he's definitely handsy. That and they want and Bagley's a baller. Let's just call it. I mean, guy's a beast. He's a phenomenal player, young guy, young player. He's winning games for him. So if I'm Sacramento and I see what this kid is doing, I'm like Scribulita. I want this kid to go in there and play. Yep. Um, and so regardless of how much we overpaid for Bielitsa, but that's a different topic. Um, so for me, I look at it like it's going to take away from even more from those guys. 
Uh, it might even take a little bit away from Bogdanovich because they're going to need Shumpert in there to defend Harden. And he's not going to stop him, but, you know, there's nobody. You can literally look at that entire rotation. There's not one guy on that rotation that can actually keep up with Harden like Shumpert can. And right. Shumpert's, he's not a 30-minute-a-game player this year, but I think you might actually get that here. Yeah. And, you know, when you sit there and you talk about Amon Shumpert getting 30 minutes, your automatic inclination is to say, all right, let's go put him in a lineup. Ah, uh, not so fast. I probably would not do that. Um, yeah, just because be he's he's not out there to be a part of the offense like he was the last game, you know, because he did go off the last game. Um, you know, he had... 31 fantasy points, like 34 minutes, um, shot 63% from the field. So like right. you don't have – that's I don't think that that's going to be the Shumpert game. Like we get one, usually one of these games, uh, one or two of these games every uh, two weeks. I don't think tonight's it. So um, value that's kind of going off that everybody's kind of talking about is Marco Bellinelli, 4,300 on FanDuel, um, probably going to see over 30 minutes. Uh, I don't mind it, I guess. Um, you know, it's another thing with the situation with the guards there in, uh, you know, San Antonio. Um, somebody's going to somebody's gonna have a good game, but yeah, be careful well, because Bellinelli is one of those veterans that he could come out and play 15 minutes and be done. It's also very true. Yeah. And he's also one of those guys that can come out and make 10 three-pointers. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you just got you got to say his name right. You got Marco Berinelli. Sorry, um, I'm not Italian. I'm not either. Obviously, <laughs> but you sound um, like Mario. Yeah, that's where that's where I get my uh, Italian inspiration from is uh, Mario and Luigi. Yep. But um, I think a pivot in tournaments from Marco in the chalk might be Jamal Crawford hmm. with with Booker out now. Yeah. Maybe. I like it. Um, I mean, look, the, here, here's what – like that night where Paul sat, people didn't want to play Harden. They played Utah. Mm-hmm. And people didn't want to play him because of Utah. Mm-hmm. Guys, Utah is not a good defensive team anymore. They're not. But everyone's like, oh, Utah's really solid. Guys, they're not. So the way I – excuse me. Jamal Crawford is a guy without Booker that can come in legitimately play minutes in the high 20s. We're projecting him at 30 right now, by the way. Yeah. 30. And he's going to see a lot of Donovan Mitchell on defense. So, uh, I mean, no brainer for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I like it. And you're going to get him at probably a fraction of the ownership. So, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of one of those moves that you can make. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about small forwards here. We're kind of uh, running a little bit behind, actually a lot of bit behind. But uh, Giannis against Washington, uh, I think he's going to be pretty chalky, especially with Harden at 14K. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to go straight to Giannis. He's not a bad shot uh, or not a bad play at all. Um, uh, Kevin Durant, I don't think a lot of people are going to pay 96 for him, uh, you could see some, but I think like ten to fifteen percent, maybe. Yeah, here's where I'm gonna kind of have to tee off a little bit on Fanduel. Otto Porter has been bad. Mm-hmm. 
why is he why is he being priced up still? Because there's no reason. Because his ownership has higher pricing. Tighter is one thing, but get it right. I mean, like, there's no way he should be sixty nine hundred. There's no way. That's that's it's too it's too pricey for him and what Um, he's doing. He just put up a forty against Milwaukee. The last uh, two games ago, on the second of February, and then against Atlanta, and he put up a thirty one. So that might be the reason why. I mean, a thirty one though. I don't know. So I just. So I'm not paying that. Um, a guy that I have some mild interest is maybe Ariza from that game, because um, he actually plays the small forward, and and it's going to be Otto on Giannis, uh, and Ariza probably is going to get Middleton. So um, I like it a little bit more, but I think tonight's the night we're finally going to get Will Barton. Yeah, I'm I'm finding it very very hard not to play Will Barton um, in a lot of lineups. Uh, be careful, like we said, we've talked about with Rudy Gay. Be careful, be careful, be careful with Rudy Gay. Um, Kelly Oubre's an option now with Devin Booker out. Uh, Absolutely, he's going to see a ton of minutes. He's going to take a ton of shots. Him and Josh Jackson are both going to be the focal points of that offense, along with DeAndre Absolutely. Ayton. Um, yeah. Davis Bertans is going to be your value chalk of the night at this position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, $4,300 select or slated for 34 minutes. Um, your pivot off of Bertans, if there is one, which I don't think there really is a good one. Uh, but for me would probably be Jay Crowder uh, or Darius Miller. I prefer Miller. Um just because of the minutes, I, I, I mean, they're the closest ones. Uh, yeah, that I would think that could even get close to it. What he's got, I um, get the feeling though that Bertans is going to play no matter what. Like he's he's one of those guys that does get his minutes yeah, probably as yeah, consistent yeah. as I've seen on that roster. Yeah, exactly. Outside so. of outside of Aldridge, of course. Yeah. Um. So that's uh, it's. If there's one San Antonio guy I'm probably not going to fade a lot of, it's probably going to be Pertans. So all the rest of the value I'll try to mix in and mix and uh, mix out. But Pertans is a guy that I'm putting in a lot of my lineups right now. It's going to be hard not to. So we got to talk about a guy that names already been brought up in uh, our behind-the-scenes coaching circles. Jabari Parker. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's 3,900. Now, let me explain to everybody why I'm not playing him, okay? Um, a lot of people look back and say, well, he just had a massive game. Well, he did, but the Bulls were missing a handful of guys that game, so he got the minutes. Uh, when Selden was out, um, I believe Zach Levine was out. Yeah. So... They're both coming back. So if we get 15 minutes of Jabari, 18 minutes maximum of Jabari, I get it. He's cheap. Um, I don't know if he can justify that price at that. And I don't, we don't even know if he's going to play. I mean, we just don't know. 
Yeah, we we're speculating right now that he is probable. Um, like I said, I think he was with the team yesterday today, uh, but they haven't announced it for sure. Yeah, and I w- I don't even mean if he's going to play as in, if he's in. I mean, even if he's active, I don't know if he's going to see the court. That's what I mean. Oh yeah, but you I just mean, don't know. Good, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of a risk for me. So with everyone back now, they're missing some guys, sure, but they're not. So. Um, so that's that. And then another guy that I mean I'm gonna have a lot of Darius Miller. And 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 I like it because um Miller obviously he can get really, really hot really, really quick. And uh obviously you want that upside, but the the main reason why I'm gonna have Miller, you know who's gonna be guarding him? Wayne Selden, who's basically a shooting guard. Miller okay. is a really big-bodied guard, uh, like big. So, yeah, I mean, that should tell you why I like him. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. So, uh, all right, let's move on to power forward here. Um, I'm going to save my Julius Randle take until after – we know exactly if he's playing or not. Uh, as of right now, he's not making his way into any of my lineups. I don't foresee that changing, if, even if he is active, unless he's deemed active with no minutes restriction and starting. Uh, and I doubt we get that all that information before lock. Yeah. So I probably gonna play it safe there and not go with a um, Julius Randle lineup. Um, Kenneth Fareed, Laurie Marketing, Draymond Green, Marvin Bagley, Josh Jackson. Like, that's that core right there, those five. Who are they again? Uh, Fareed, Marketing, okay, Draymond. You can stop right there. I wanted to make sure you include Marketing because he's probably at the top of my list. So. Yeah. Like, and then Draymond, Bagley, and Josh Jackson. Like, I'm finding myself with a lot of, Dr- or a lot of Josh Jackson, Marvin Bagley lineups. Um, and then I'll go from there. I don't know if Paul Millsap's going to play today. Uh, if he's out, I, I personally don't think it's a miles Plumley type of game. Nope. Um, I would rather go with a, a Wancho Hernan Gomez or a Trey Lyles or a Tyler London. Yep. Uh, not quite sure who yet. I'd have to look more specifically, but I'm off of Plumley. Um, I don't know what to do with the Dallas power forwards. Both Powell and Kleber are going to play, but the matchup is a little off for me um, because of the fact that uh, Cody Zeller's back. So that kind of throws a little bit of a wrinkle in it for me. Um. I mean, I can see it. I st- I still don't mind playing him because he's still going to get the same minutes. Uh, he's still he's still going to get the same matchup. He'll probably match up. Well, I mean, we don't even know who they're starting yet. So yeah. And and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get that before lock either, knowing them. So, um, but if they're going to start Finney Smith and Harrison Barnes at the three and four, which they could realistically do, um. For all we know, man, they could 
he could go and start, uh, you know, um, Courtney Lee. I, I, we, I, I don't know. So it's hard. It's hard to talk about something that's not known. Yeah, it's, it's it's too difficult. Uh, check Diallo. Um, if Julius Randle's out, I have a little bit of interest here on Fanduel as a drop score. Um, he can get. He's a guy that can get hot from the field, and if uh, this game is uh, becomes a, a battle in the in the trenches or in the paint, then he's going to be able or he's going to be needed to kind of supply some of that rebounding um, along with Jaleel Okafor. So uh, I've got a little bit of interest there, but it all depends on the Julius Randle news. Yep. Um, I don't know what to do with the Brooklyn guys <sighs> because they're all playing about the same. They it's tough. No, I like I would want one of them out. Yeah. Um, for me and now they're all now they're all in so yeah and they might get Levert back in, in another week or so too I think they just sent him to the G League to no, start to they get... just recalled him him and Joe Harris just got recalled from the G League yesterday oh wow so they're both uh, questionable um, leaning towards probable today so oh, wait, wait no 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 I no. swear to no. you Harris is but Levert uh. No. Al, sorry, Alan Crab. Crab, yeah, it's Crab. Sorry. Yeah, I'm talking about Levert. Like, Levert's no, yeah, going to yeah. come back here soon, and they're going to be really healthy. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yep. Yeah, Trey Lyles was a guy we just talked about uh, for whoever's asking in chat there. Um, Trey Lyles is the guy that we like if Millsap sits over Plumley. Yep. Um. I don't know. With no Thon Maker now, DJ Wilson's kind of a little intriguing. He's been playing minutes anyways. Uh, I'm not saying that Thon, but now there's no backup uh, outside of Ursan Ilyasova. Um, so that's that's a little intriguing for me uh, as a drop score candidate. There's there's going to be some drops available. So, um, um, so you mentioned DJ Wilson. Yeah, we're just waiting on a bunch of news for all this. He's he's really intriguing. So first of all, Don hasn't played in a while since he demanded his trade. Like, you want to trade? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go sit on the end of the bench. But um, like, the thing about it is, DJ Wilson plays in two very common scenarios. Scenario A: Giannis gets in foul trouble, and that happens a lot, unfortunately. Scenario B, they're up a thousand points, which also happens very often. They've been blowing the doors off of the whole league, man. It's been crazy. Those two scenarios are when DJ Wilson gets extended run, outside of his normal backup minutes, right? Tonight, Milwaukee's favored by eleven and a half. Um, I think that's being generous. I think Washington gets the crap blown out of them. So obviously, we're not predicting blowouts. I get that, um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of like it. There's something going on with your Raiders, by the way. Yeah, I, I do like DJ Wilson. Um, for anybody that wants to know, he is a whopping... ...3,400 on DK, so... He's right there around the same price. All right, let's talk about centers uh, here real quick before we get out. Uh, Nikola Jokic, he's good at basketball, and he's going against Brooklyn. And centers versus Brooklyn is a thing. 
his price also went down. And yeah. Hard 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 not to play him. Yep. Really hard not to play him. Uh it's also hard not to play Rudy Gobert against DeAndre Ayton. It is. Um remember guys, we don't predict blowouts, so please don't. Uh DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, is I a mean a little uh, scary just because it's of kinda it's kinda hard to swallow. Like it's it's not the price or anything like that. It's more of like when we don't predict blowouts, this is what I'm talking about. Like I'm not predicting the blowout, but if anybody's likely to sit tonight, I think it's Boogie. Now I'm not saying that Kerr is going to do that because they still all need court time together, but like I think he's the one that could end up getting hurt the most um, out of all the rest of these guys. If the game were to get out of hand or, you know, something to that effect. Um, like, I, like part of me feels like they could just say, take it easy with Boogie. And then, it's possible. Uh, you know, let's just go out and handle our business. And I'm looking. Okay, the Spurs are on the back end of a back-to-back. They're on national TV again tomorrow. That's why this is all going on. Or sorry, front end of a back-to-back. So that's why this is going on. Um. So yeah, boogies, boogies, iffy for me. Now, the two guys that are going to pop are Pal Gasol and Jakob Pertl. Um. Mm-hmm. I would have to lean with the Jakob Pertl in this sense, just because Pal could come out, play ten minutes, and be done for the game. Yeah, uh, but it's not like I'm excited to play Yaka Pertle anyways. I don't think that this is a great matchup if Boogie plays. I don't think that this is the type of game for Pertle, but he's going to be out there 25 to 28 minutes and he's min price and he could fall into, you know, 25 fantasy points yeah. or at least 20. And also he's one of those guys that hasn't been getting a ton of run. And when guys get an opportunity, they they relish. So, I mean, and we've seen Jakob put up some pretty nice numbers in his time with uh, Toronto. So, uh, I mean, the opportunity is definitely there. Yep. I think if uh, if Jakob's going to be chalk, you can pivot to Gasol in tournaments to try to – they're the same price on both sites uh, to try to, you know, get some of that ownership leverage uh, and hope that it plays in your favor. <laughs> But um, I don't know. It's it's a touchy and weird situation. Yeah. So, um, Willie Cauley Stein, maybe twenty eight minutes against the the Rockets. Nope. nope. Okay. Why nope. not? Because he's popping on the DS. So explain to everybody why. Nope. Well, uh, so first of all, uh, Willie is a big part of. Um, some of their trade discussions. That's number one. Number two, he's priced where he is for a reason, right? What's been happening is they've been bringing in Bagley essentially as their center. There you go. And and Cauley Stein is he's starting, but he's not getting his 33, 34 minutes that he was getting to begin the season where he was like 9K at one point. They're going to Bagley now. Bagley is their – he's essentially their center. Um so I'll say this, okay? If he plays 30 minutes, he's going to crush. Yeah. 
I I think yeah. he's worth a shot or two in tournaments if you're making multiple lineups because the matchup is good. But understand this, in other lineups, you better have some Bagley as well because yeah. one of these two is going to go bananas. So And do yeah. not put them in the same lineup. And I, I mean, I, I think it's going to have to be Bagley just because, just because he's getting the minutes, man. So, I mean, that's what it boils down to is who's going to be playing. And then that's, you know, uh, I'm just going to take a look real quick at something here. I mean, Colley Stein played two or two games ago, played 31 minutes or 32 minutes. Um, against the Clippers, he played 31. Against Memphis, well, he played 30. But hang on. So that 32 minutes was against Embiid. Yeah, right. no, no, I, I, I get it. That's what I was. That's where I was headed. Is like yeah. a lot of these matchups where he's playing, and it's not like, it's not like Colley Stein can't run with Houston because he, he absolutely can. But the emergence of Bagley has made Colley Stein expendable. Yeah, especially considering he's going to be a free agent this year. He's a free agent. He's also still young. Um, yes. There are a lot of teams like Houston's situation before they got Fareed that could have used him. Um, I mean, there's a there's there's a there's a market for him, and and I think they're going to be solidified in having Bagley along with Giles, and then they've got some more backup bigs in Kufis and uh, uh, the Haitian dude. I forgot his name. Um, anyways, so, I mean, they've got bigs. There no, there's no lack of bigs there. So, uh, I could see that happening. Will it? I don't know. I'll have to find a market, but, uh, either way, uh, I mean, for me, it's going to be Bagley, so I can't really play Willie. Yep. Alrighty guys. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Um, make sure that you tune in a little bit later. We've got donuts, we've got, uh, mutt and, uh, I forgot who else is coaching, uh, keg, uh, they'll have their sheets out later. It looks like donuts is already done. So, um, we'll all be around. So there, Good thing that you got a good mic today. I love it. Love the sound. And uh, we'll keep progressing going forward. So for myself, for the DFS Army, for Mr. Shibaya here, we gone.